This video is sponsored by Fide, a Catholic technology alternative to big tech companies. Fide provides email, calendar services, file and collaborative options, forms for individuals, families, businesses, parishes and nonprofit operations. Check out the link in the description box for more information. In the real world, distinctions matter. I mean, that's not news to anyone paying real attention in life, but distinctions really, really do matter. We set things apart from one another to identify their purpose, how rules apply to some classified by one distinction or another, and where our rights and duties begin and end. Distinctions between objects, individuals, peoples, and the rest are a natural part of life, and they shouldn't require commenting on. Every society recognizes distinctions between persons being a valid and necessary thing, but in Belgium, some have taken Francis's constant harping on about rigidity and clericalism and have decided that the Catholic Church needs to abolish the hierarchy itself and adopt the Protestant model for the Church. The group proposing this explicitly cites Francis as their inspiration. And while this group is the most outlandish group calling for more power for the laity in the Church, the underlying error is pretty prevalent today. And in reality, it does in fact come from Francis himself. Headline from Pillar Catholic. Paul to abolish the clergy ignites controversy in Belgium. A booklet arguing that to abolish clericalism, we must abolish the clergy, has been criticized by lay Catholics and a bishop. Before anyone asks, no, the pillar is not engaging in polemics here. They don't do that, nor is this a distortion of something some priest or group of laymen said. Rather, it's a simple fact. A group of laymen and priests in a hilariously tone-deaf way are calling for the end of the clergy itself. Why? Because of clericalism. Thanks, Francis. This is where your constant rhetoric against rigidity and clericalism has gotten us. It's worth noting that in Africa, to combat the declining numbers of Catholics in Africa, yes, that really is happening there. there the church in Africa is losing members to Pentecostals, like in South America. Leaders of the church in Africa cite rigidity and clericalism as the cause and say the solution is more synodality and inclusivity. Keep an eye on Africa and all of this because this rhetoric of Francis's is starting to pay dividends in a very negative way for the church in very concrete ways, like in the case of the rebellion of the laity and clergy in Belgium, who now call for the total abolition of the clergy itself, meaning an abolition of the hierarchy of the church itself which would also mean the end of most of the sacraments, leaving the church with only two sacraments, just like the Protestants. From the article, quote, A booklet arguing that to abolish clericalism, we must abolish the clergy, has ignited controversy among Belgian Catholics. Following the document's publication, a petition opposing its thesis gathered more than 600 signatures in 48 hours, according to local media. The almost 60-page text entitled Restore the Church to the People of God to Put an End to Clericalism was written by nine people associated with the Diocese of Liege, drawing criticism from the local bishop. The authors, who include two priests, wrote, quote, From our point of view, it is a false idea to think of ordaining women and or married men. This idea is based on the need to have a clergy at all costs, even if it means changing the rules of access to the sacred. But this idea will in no way bring new life to the communities and to the church. We are still in blind clericalism. It is necessary to overturn this organization in these centuries-old practices to recover a community dynamic closer to the spirit of Jesus Christ. They added, 
A well-known canonist in our diocese said that separating governance and priesthood is nonsense. We affirm the opposite. It would be a service to the church. We even think that in order to abolish clericalism, we must abolish the clergy. The booklet also criticized what it called the Eucharistic-centric focus of the contemporary church, quoting them directly. However, the center of Christian life is not the Eucharist, but baptism. We dare to affirm this since we are taking this statement from the mouth of Pope Francis, the author said, without offering a citation. In the beginning, ministries were services rendered to the community. The one who served came from his community and was delegated for his task. Very quickly, the church wanted to organize and direct these delegations. Today, it is time to dare to secularize the ministries and to give the initiative back to the communities. The theology of the sacraments deserves to be revisited. End quote. You smell that? That's the pungent odor of synodality. That's the pungent odor of modernism. And that's the pungent odor of Luther. If it smells vaguely like an open sewer, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. What the authors of that pamphlet wrote is pure, unfiltered Protestant nonsense that has no basis in historic fact or in historic Christianity. They deny that Christ established a church with a structure. They deny that he created a hierarchy. They deny the Eucharist as central to the faith. That's beyond heresy. I would dare say these folks have apostatized, and they did it with the help of Francis and his rhetoric. The bishop Jean-Pierre Delville responded harshly, calling what the authors of that pamphlet want a Protestant model for the church and an insult to every priest, deacon, and layperson in active ministry in the Catholic Church. He then repeated his commitment to Francis's synodality model, which honestly strikes me a bit being a little tone deaf since it was Francis's rhetoric of synodality and his elevation of the laity that is at least one of the causes of this problem. He is himself a sower of revolutionary thought in the church. But another cause of this is that in Belgium, the church is already providing blessings for people openly living the James Martin life. The bishops of Belgium themselves have rejected the morality of the church, and in so doing, they've helped make that pamphlet a reality. After all, if you can change the morality of the church, what else can you change? The bishops tell people to live the faith and adhere to the traditions of the church, while being part of the problem where a certain sin that cries out to heaven for vengeance is in the process of being made normal and acceptable in the church in his country. You can't tell the laity to live in accordance with sacred tradition while throwing out the traditional morality of the church. It doesn't work that way. There's no coherence there. All you do is open the door for more revolution. Everything in the faith, the sacraments, the theology, the historic claims, the moral teachings, all of it are all parts of a larger picture. Once you start removing some things and changing others, you've changed the faith. I wish these bishops would understand that. Sadly, all too many of them choose to reject that reality. Then again, these priests and anonymous laity aren't the only apostates and heretics putting out terrible arguments and ideas for the whole world to see. This story comes from Novus Ordo Watch and a National Catholic Reg uh, Reporter. And from Novus Ordo Watch, the headline speaks for itself. Jesuit Tom Reese. Actually, Jesus is wrong. Aging modernist corrects son of God. Ah, yes, Jesus was wrong, according to an ordained priest. Pastor Jimmy, Pastor Tommy Reese, rather, of the Jesuit Church is a former editor-in-chief at America Magazine, and his ouster from America happened by his own admission as a consequence of his public opposition at that time to the more orthodox things Benedict XVI did during his papacy. 
He's been out of America Magazine since Benedict's time and onto new things at Religion News for a while and as a freelance writer. And he makes this absurd claim in a recent article for the heretical National Catholic Reporter. Pastor Reese is commenting on our Lord's Sermon on the Mount and the reading from the previous Sunday, which would have been, I think, February 26th. Pastor Reese takes our Lord's words and applies them universally to all human beings by defining everyone everywhere to be our neighbor, thus rendering the concept of neighbor meaningless. From the article, quote, Jesus continues his commentary by commenting on the commandment, you shall love your neighbor, but hate your enemy. Actually, Jesus is wrong. There is no Old Testament injunction to hate your enemies. Leviticus says, love your neighbor as yourself, and makes no reference to enemies. What Jesus is criticizing here is the common, narrow definition of neighbor as only one's friends or countrymen. This narrow interpretation is alive and well all over the world. End quote. Those are Tommy Reese's words. He then goes on to call for the policies and procedures that Francis calls for, for all countries to welcome anyone and everyone who wants to be in them, regardless of where they're from, and saying that anything less than that is not loving your neighbor. Obviously, the problem with that statement is that words have meanings, and when you apply a title or category to some people, it does exclude others. To label some people as neighbor implies that there are, in fact, others who are not neighbors. I know this is uh, elementary logic that most of you get that distinctions matter, but clearly for the modernist, the whole exercise of modernism and its apologetics is to erase distinctions and replace them with new distinctions acceptable to secular authorities. Why the move to adopt a secular structure for the church? Well, here's that group of Belgium and Tommy Reese and of Francis and yes, the Belgian bishops all go back to the same error. Modernism. I sound like a broken record when I say this stuff, but modernism seeks to accept Protestant notions of the church and of history and bring them into the Catholic Church. That's one of their aims, at least what the neo-modernists, the more post-conciliar modernists, seek. The Belgians are adopting a very late 20th and 21st century version of Protestantism by taking the rhetoric from Vatican II about the universal priesthood of the laity and applying Protestant logic to it. They claim that the hierarchy is the source of our problems, and so doing, they reject the notion of a visible church. Christ very much established a visible church with a visible hierarchy, complete with outward signs of its membership and life in the broader world. Destroying the hierarchy and rejecting the distinctions between layperson and cleric leads only to Protestantism. Bishop Jean-Pierre Delville should actually find his spine and do something courageous, declare them excommunicated, strip the priests of their offices, and cast them into the outer darkness if they don't take the one chance to repent that he offers them. But that would require an investigation, because the authors were anonymous. And that sounds too much like an inquisition for modern prelates who just want to go along and get along with everyone. So that probably won't happen either. I'd be surprised if it does, and I hope it does. But what do you think of this story? you think distinctions matter? What happens when we erase the priesthood in every meaningful way? That's a project that's been ongoing now for several decades already. And are the anonymous Belgian authors of that pamphlet just taking what is in practice already to the next logical level. Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.